You are listening to the Out and Off Beat podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-contemporaneous Louis Fox. <laughs> That's right. I have contempt for my anus. <laughs> like, you don't handle spicy food very well. <laughs> nice breakdown, Louis. Nice breakdown. <laughs> I think that's Latin origin. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> it's a Spanish origin. It's from Baden-Wittenberg. <laughs> so what's up, man? We're uh, recording here in person in your lovely kitchen. Yeah, to uh, the side of us, my daughter's doing crafts. Yeah, and I love how she just came in and was like, I was using hot glue, and I put my finger in the hot glue, and I found out it was hot. <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> you have more college experience than I do. <laughs> she is her father's daughter. <laughs> Yeah, and then I had to tell them the tale of when I was little, and I was curious how coffee was cooked in the pot. So uh, one time the pot was not on the coffee maker, so I put my hand on the little burner. Yeah. Scalded my fingers. Curiosity did not kill the cat. It no. just, <laughs> it just <laughs> gave you third-degree burns. It made me a better cat burglar. I have no <laughs> fingerprints now. It just killed your fingerprints, and now the, this, your hands are grafted with the, your butt skin. Yeah. They're like, oh, are you scratching your butt? No, they're going home. <laughs> All right, so uh, how's it how's it going, man? Being here home with the family? Yeah, it's, it's, uh... it's nice to uh, be off the road, uh, you know, uh, seeing stuff, eating dinner that's not made by hippie roommates. Now, is your family happy when you are home, or are they like, oh, jeez? I... All right. Oh, uh, she says it's so so. So so. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice. Sometimes, uh, you know, depends on. What, it's crazy. I come home and like Ella has a job now, so she's just gone all day, and Carrie Lynn works all day, so I'm just like sitting at home. And the dog is like, "Who are you? Oh yeah, who are yeah. you? You'll notice there is no dog right now. Oh yeah, where? What happened with that? Oh, the dog was murdered last night. Oh really? <laughs> you guys are dealing with it very well. <laughs> Very chipper. Uh, no, the dog is getting dental work done. Oh, nice. Yeah, she had a cracked tooth. And you just drop her off for the day? Well, I'm not going to hang out. I'm going to wash up. Get don't you my... just hang... Aren't you supposed to hang out for get... your dog to come out? Get, get out my Dremel and start cleaning her. Are they taking the tooth out? Uh, we don't know. They're going to assess it. So oh. they gave us this range, too. They're like, here's our estimate. It's somewhere between $0 and $10,000. We're going to park it somewhere in that range. Really? Yeah. For a tooth? Well, they're like, doing I can get a new dog for like seven dollars. <laughs> you get a new dog for free. <laughs> There's that kid with a shoebox full of puppies at the Albertsons. Well, fingers crossed it's cheap, or you know, it dies when it's, it goes under. <laughs> yeah. Now here's the thing. Like, I've never had a pet die during surgery. I mean, because they knock the dog out to do it. Uh huh. Okay. Let's say my dog goes in to get whatever brain surgery, uh-huh. and it dies. Brain surgery. <laughs> that's a normal thing that dogs get. <laughs> but do I have to pay for it? If it has brain surgery? If it dies, do, I, do they still give me the bill? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? My grandma died from surgery, and we still got footed with the bill. <laughs> still those, are, that. those are people, not dogs. Oh, yeah, you're right. right. People are much more upset about dogs dying under surgery than their their grandmas. Wait, your grandma died during surgery? Yeah. Really? What, yeah, what, what, she got pneumonia. Uh, and they do surgery for pneumonia? Yeah, no, she, they were doing surgery 
for something else, and then she caught pneumonia and died after. Yeah, that's the thing. She didn't die on the table. She never came out of came out of it though. But she didn't die on the table. They moved her to the other room. Yes, you're right. So she dies on. If she they died weren't on like the operating table. on her neck and accidentally put a scalpel in her heart. <laughs> and then she tripped. She sneezed and stabbed herself. They're like, you know, checking your dog for a tooth, and they're like, oh, and also uh, somehow there's a uh, a needle in its heart. It's like what? So somehow. <laughs> All right, Louis, let's get to the story. Let's do it. Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from wavy.com. That's a news source more reliable than using your license plate as a medic alert bracelet. <laughs> you don't think it could be a call <laughs> if I've uh, fallen asleep and crashed into a semi? <laughs> it's like, it just says, I have narcolepsy. <laughs> call 911 if my I've been decapitated by a motorist. <laughs> it says, I'm allergic to avocado. Well, I think that's actually a good idea. I like all the paramedics to be standing around trying to decipher the shorthand you used. <laughs> we don't know what the problem is. If only we can find the rear bumper of this <laughs> car that's been smashed. We'd be able to figure it out. <laughs> so the story goes removing the expletives from Maine's vanity plates will take time. Now it doesn't say expletives it has the percent sign, the ampersand the and sign and the asterisk. Yes. So what this means to me how I read the headline originally was like I cannot use my license plate as my password reminder. <laughs> True. <laughs> Maybe that is your password. <laughs> right? Removing the flipping Removing the flipping obscenities from license plates on mains, roads, and highways isn't going to happen overnight, even though a law banning such profanities in a state where such regulation has been unusually lax goes into effect Monday. I would think Maine would be the first place that would have the license plate law. They'd be like, they'd be like you can only have Republican slogans on there. Maine's pretty progressive, man. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of split down the middle, actually. All right. Because so, they're the weird state that they, they oh, split their electoral votes. And then there's two, like, weird counties that, yeah. that get their own thing. Yeah. So, but I didn't know that Maine was, like, the potty mouths of the Northeast. <laughs> I wouldn't think of all the old fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right? Maybe it's not potty. Maybe they just meant party. <laughs> it's potty. <laughs> potty. <laughs> but we did do, you know, speaking of the Northeast, on episode 69, we did a story about a woman who had changed her license plate to pee before we go. Yeah. And uh, she's from New Hampshire. So this is kind of similar that people, this is not, uh, it's not just in Maine. That Correct. Do this. It's, it's a rampant problem across <laughs> the United States. Currently, there are license plates with salty language, including F-bombs, references to anatomy, and sex acts, and general insults. One license plate says simply... F-U, except that on the plate, it's plainly spelled out. But now people have to get more creative. Like, you know, instead of the spelling out F-U-C-K, they'll have to have the F and then the L-I-C-K from yeah. a distance where it looks like the U. Right? They'll have like F-U-1, F-U-2, <laughs> F-U-3, F-U-9,437. <laughs> All right, can I get on the waiting list for F-U-4? <laughs> Like, There's a nine-year waiting list for FU69. <laughs> so many. 
<laughs> and it just means people get more creative. Yeah, absolutely. Now, rulemaking is getting underway to ensure that law protects First Amendment rights while getting rid of obscene language. See, I don't think that correlates. Like, I, I don't think, I think language, like, I get images a little bit, but I don't get, la- like, language, it's either you have the freedom of speech or you don't. Well, yeah, and it's. I feel that words like that are arbitrarily offensive. Yes. Like, fuck is just a made-up word yeah. that people seem to gravitate towards as an offensive term. Well, and then all this stuff, too, it changes. Absolutely. So. The process, which includes public comment, could take between two to four months, Secretary of State Shanna Bellows said. All that time is just whoever has to edit it. Editing out all the cuss words in the uh, in the city hall. Me, they're redacting the license plates. Yeah. Like, what do you? What the f do you mean that I can't effing have f you on my effing license plate? Requests for so-called vanity license plates that are deemed to be potentially offensive will be on hold in the meantime. Eventually, the state will begin recalling previously issued plates, likely this winter. Rulemaking will delay the process of active removal of plates from the road, but will help us balance the free speech rights of citizens and the public interest of removing inappropriate license plates, she said. I don't even know why we have vanity plates. You should just be like, because you're opening the doors to like this freedom of speech thing. It's It's just like, you get QX942. I I think this is ridiculous that they're going after people. What's next? Are they going to come after our movies? (laughs) Yeah, don't come after movies. Pretty soon, is the Disney princess is not going to be able to swear? No, that's the best one. Can Cinderella not go to the ball anymore? (laughs) A majority of states have restrictions on license plates, messages that are considered profane, sexually suggestive, racist, drug-related, politically objectionable, or religiously offensive. Yeah, finally, that car I was seeing traffic with the Advil license plate out of here right you know there's gonna be a guy somewhere who's like i used to have an abortion uh plate <laughs> but, but they recalled it so now i gotta switch to plan b <laughs> oh nice louis <laughs> made the wild wild west of vanity license plates when the state dropped its review process in 2015 our anything goes approach was unusual bellows said i'm not sure how anyone is like hurt because no one's been sued by it like no. Well, that's not true. There's, she, they reference that there are some lawsuits uh, in the rest of the article. Oh. As a former executive director of the American Civil Liberties Union of Maine, Bellows understands the importance of the First Amendment protections on free speech, but she acknowledged she didn't understand the extent of really disturbing license plates before she was sworn in as Security of State earlier this year. How disturbing can you get in seven characters? Like, I don't think you can fit, even if you were creative in how you spelled it, like, like, I'm going to kill my ex-wife. Like, you yeah. can't, like, I'm going to murder you well, and I bury your head. I think racist stuff, like the N-word or any sort of, uh, you know, racist trope or uh, sort of thing that is derogatory towards a race or misogynistic, I think. I think that's going to filter itself out because you have stuff like that on your, your car's going to get beat up. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Um, but the, here's the thing is she this woman who before she became the secretary of state of Maine, she said she d- wasn't aware of the extent of the disturbing license plates. But that's the thing. If it's if you live in Maine and you're not you don't know that these things exist, then it's obviously not a problem or not. Right? A, not a big enough problem. Yeah. yeah. There have been lawsuits over the issue in other states. Last year, a federal judge ruled that California couldn't enforce a ban on vanity license plates. It considers offensive to good taste and decency. The California law was overly broad, so states must be careful to target license plates that are profane or obscene or represent hate speech. But then once again, like, hate speech changes, right? Like, yes. Like, I could have cracker on mine because I own stock in saltines and I love it and that's my 401k. True. 
the, <laughs> I imagine this lawsuit. My client has suffered irreparable harm by the state by uh, by denying his license plate request of hot balls. <laughs> With the Z at the end. <laughs> <laughs> in Maine, there are about 121,000 vanity license plates on the road in a state with about 1.3 million residents. An estimated 400 offensive plates could be subject to recall, officials said. That's not very many at all. No. That's the thing. Bellow said she's looking at it this way. If you can't say it on the 6 o'clock news, it shouldn't be on a license plate. Here's the thing, though. Have you watched the 6 o'clock news? It's bombings, murder, right? rape. But if I put MILF on a license plate, <laughs> out. Right. Yeah, right? The license plate is... And they could do a story on the bad words on a license plate. Yeah, that's a good point, right? And all the, everyone's license... If it's only 6 o'clock news, it's going to be like, man murdered by wife. <laughs> Over-offensive over license plate. <laughs> the license plate is the property of the state, she said. If you really want a, an offensive slogan on your card, then you can use a bumper sticker. Way to go get them, Secretary of State. Yeah. I, Way to just go right... Right after the problem. <laughs> hey, we're, you know, if you want to be offensive, just do it on a, a sticker. Don't do yeah. it on the plate. Yeah. <laughs> Prisoners have to make these things. <laughs> we don't want to rile them up. What do you think, Louie? I think it's lame. I don't think there should be a... Uh, you should, it's a stupid license plate. There shouldn't be vanity plates anyway. As I say this, my wife has a vanity plate, though, on her car. That's true. Yeah. And I'm not very offended at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, we, I think we are violating a little bit of a law uh, <laughs> with it on there. <laughs> All right. I like it. Yep. Part two. This story comes from theguardian.com. That's a news source more reliable than asking a hippo for its passport. Yeah, you don't think uh, hippos should have passports, Louie? No, nope. I don't think they should be traveling internationally, just like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this story is an addendum to a story that we did on episode 99 involving Pablo Escobar's hippos. Yes, his uh, legion of drug hippos. And the story goes... You, you've heard of drug mules. Well, hold on to your hats, boys. <laughs> story goes, Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos are people to U.S. court rules. The offspring of hippos, once owned by Colombian drug kingpin Pablo Escobar, can be recognized as people or interested persons with legal rights in the U.S. following a federal court order. I should be designated as an interested person from the U.S. federal court. I spend so much of my time at home pretending to be interested in what's going on here. <laughs> right, and now they have become the number two people on America's most wanted list. <laughs> <laughs> They're wanted for questionings. <laughs> We're like, once they're people, now we can subpoena them to talk, to yeah. talk in front of Congress. <laughs> now we can extradite them to the United States now and put can, them in our zoos. Now we can finally garnish their wages for those back taxes. <laughs> the case involves a lawsuit against the Colombian government over whether to kill or sterilize the hippos, whose numbers are growing at a fast pace and pose a threat to biodiversity. Man, I loved biodiversity when I was in high school. I used to rock out to all their songs. Yeah, How it is Judgment Night. Loved it. <laughs> and, oh, wait, right. <laughs> that's Biohazard. 
An animal rights group is hailing the order as a milestone victory in the longstanding efforts to sway the U.S. justice system to grant animals personhood status. But the order will not carry any weight in Colombia, where the hippos live, a legal expert said. That's the messed up thing. Is you're just like, whatever animal rights group this is, they're just throwing money away. Yeah, it is so dumb, right? It's like... This is in another country. What are we doing? Having... If, if we can get these hippos to the U.S. consulate, which is U.S. soil. <laughs> in other news, U.S. Congress just had a hearing on what they should rename the Egyptian pyramids to. <laughs> the unanimous decision was the Freedom Triangles. <laughs> We've got it on the dollar bill. It's already there. The ruling has no impact in Colombia because they only have an impact within their own territories, obviously. <laughs> it will be the Colombian authorities who decide what to do with the hippos and not the American ones, said Camilo Burbano Cifuentes, a criminal law professor at the Universidad Externado de Colombia. Here's the thing, though. The hippos that they're dealing with are the children of Pablo Escobar's ones. Yeah. So they're Colombian citizens. They were born there. I guess I don't know if Colombia has birthright citizenship, but they're like, are there American ones there? Well, that's what I that's the thing. This is very American, right? We we just just insert ourselves into other countries issues that we have <laughs> no business. And it's sad that they're there. They even need to write that this will impact the hippos in no way because they're in Colombia. It's in an sad that, that has to be in the article. In an unrelated story I read, uh, you can actually refine hippo carcasses into oil. <laughs> That's why we're going after them. <laughs> the cocaine hippos are descendants of animals that Escobar illegally imported to his Colombian ranch in the 1980s when he reigned over the country's drug trade. After his death in a 1993 shootout with authorities, the hippos were abandoned at the estate and left to thrive with no natural predators. Their numbers have increased in the last eight years from 35 to somewhere between 65 and 80. So I did a quick Google search. You know who has no known predators in the wild at all? Columbia or anywhere? Hippos. Hippos. Yeah, no, I knew that. No no one's going after hippos, man. <laughs> I, I like how there's a shootout and they're like, okay, what do we seize? Do we seize his cocaine? What about these 35 hippos? From No, let them go. <laughs> I'm the, This jacket says DEA. It doesn't say animal welfare. <laughs> a group of scientists has warned that the hippos pose a threat to the area's biodiversity and marble population and could lead to deadly encounters with humans. They're advocating for some of the animals to be killed. A government agency has started sterilizing some of the hippos, but there is a debate on what are the safest methods. To sterilize a hippo? Well, first of all, you got to get him on your insurance. And then you got to figure out where to how he can hold the $20 copay to get in there to get it done. A federal magistrate, Judge Karen Lickovitz in Cincinnati, granted the request on the 15th of October. The animal rights group based near San Francisco said it believed it was the first time animals have been declared legal persons in the U.S. I didn't that gorilla that took the picture got because it got the copyright of it. So I think the gorilla the, got the copyright. Yeah, yeah. Do you've seen that picture like that, that picked up a camera and took a selfie of itself? Uh-huh. And, and so it's I, getting all the money from uh people who are using that photo? Yeah, yeah. So I believe it went into a trust for it or something That's weird. Hilarious. Yeah. So I think that <laughs> bought was some stocks, it rolled over it into a uh trust fund. He's got a petition, his conservator whenever he wants to go out. He's got a money market account. <laughs> He's got a Britney Spears situation. He's like, it's time to sell Facebook. <laughs> 
Their attorneys argued that because he's going to court to get Jamie Spears removed as the conservator. <laughs> their attorneys argued that because advocates for the hippos can bring lawsuits to protect their interests in Colombia, the hippos should be considered interested persons under U.S. law. They pointed a federal statute that allows anyone who is an interested person in a foreign lawsuit to ask a federal court to permit them to take depositions in the U.S. in support of their case. I don't know. I think we're in slippery slope territory now. <laughs> it is a little silly. While animals have been granted legal rights in India, Pakistan, and Argentina, courts in the U.S. have been unwilling to do so until now. A judge in Connecticut called a petition filed for four years ago by an animal rights group to grant personhood to three elephants in a traveling petting zoo wholly frivolous. Yeah, I think I think that's right, though. I mean, the animals are already traveling, right? They're paying for gas. They're doing driving shifts. Yeah, yeah. They're pulling their weight, literally. They're pulling... <laughs> So what do you what do you think about this, Louis? I think it's a little bit silly in the way that they're doing it. Like you should tackle this through Colombia. And I think the government should not have done that. Well, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe calling them if you're the Colombian government. Sure. Calling them so that they're, you know, their population is manageable or exporting them to places where they can live out the rest of their life in their natural habitat. Why that, not take them back to, to Southern Africa? Or something? That's the problem is they're an invasive species. Yes, correct. So it, it's like, it's like, say, I love how the story is the U S is complaining about something that's happening in Colombia about an invasive species that's in Colombia. So we are also the invasive species in this story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think everyone has too much time in the story on their hands. Right? And I would love if they do get person... Like, I could just see this. Like you said, it's a slippery slope. It's like, we're giving personhood to hippos in the U.S. So it's like, then people are just going to start hating on hippos. Like, they aren't paying taxes. They're just draining our system. They come here without documentation. Right? They're coming up in our rivers. <laughs> we got to build a wall in the river. We got to build a dam. <laughs> Build the uh, dam. I don't know why why we were even spending our time on this. It's Colombia's business, and I'm. It's kind of cool that they got hippos in Colombia. That's the closest hippos, wild hippos. You don't even got to go to Africa now. Yeah, just you go, to go to Colombia. How awesome is that? All right, I like it. Yep. That's it for today, folks. We want to thank you for being you. If you want to help support the program, you can do so a couple different ways. One way is the easiest way, and it's just to give us a nice little review wherever you got this yeah, podcast. Yeah, just throw our review uh, a quad, a cinco, <laughs> cinco, not a quattro. <laughs> I mean, if four is the highest, then give us that. Yes. But that would be a weird rating system. We only go up to six. Six is the highest. <laughs> it could be, like, there's no medium. There's no three. Remember when, like, three was average? Now five is average. No, five is uh, five is as, the, as good as it gets. Yeah, but most would, would you go to a three place on Yelp? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. If I was in a town that only had restaurants <laughs> that were three. If I was in a town that had one restaurant <laughs> and it was a two, I'd be dreaming of that three. <laughs> 
Uh, or you can uh, sign up for our Patreon, and you can do so by visiting our website and clicking on the Patreon link, or going to Patreon itself and Google or typing in the search bar "Odd and Offbeat Podcast," <laughs> or just googling random stuff and trying to find us. You know, <laughs> who knows? Now, so this week, uh, where can they catch you, Matt? I can be seen not voting on the second because I didn't get my ballot. Oh, um, I can be seen. I'm doing a show, a virtual show on the third for some sort of organization. Nice. Some sort of company. I feel like they deal with virus software or something. Okay. And uh, so if you want that link, hit me up on the sixth. You can see me at the Gisa powerhouse theater in Walla Walla, Washington. Uh, that's Bugs Bunny's favorite place to visit. Yeah. I will be there doing the full show. And then is it just you or is, it, is there an opening act? There is going to be a, somebody. I, I haven't figured it out. I haven't figured it out. I have a few emails are out. And then uh, on the 9th, which is the Tuesday, the next podcast, I'm turning 40, man. Oh, my yeah. Birthday. It's my birthday. So uh, send us a message. And where can people see you this week? You can catch me on the 6th, waiting backstage, hoping to open for Matt. <laughs> well, it's auditions. I'm going to bring a couple openers. We'll, we'll, back, we'll do our little shows for you yeah, backstage. Yes. We'll have an audition ahead of time. Or I'll put all your names in a hat and pull it out. Yeah, that's the best. It's like an old school open mic. <laughs> All right, if you can bring four friends, whoever brings the most friends to the show gets on the earliest. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, well, that's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird.